0: Sometimes you just feel tired, you feel
1: weak. And when you feel weak, you feel like you want to just give up. But you gotta search the main you. You, know? you gotta find that inner strength, and just pull that value, and get that motivation to not give up and not be annoyed. So, like, relax, we'll spill these rats, as as you fill them to the day that I drop. And that is right, you're listening now to another live edition. I've dropped the gloves here on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio here on 88.5. I just did that, WCUG Cougar Radio, mm-hmm. broadcasting live here in downtown Columbus, Georgia on the corner of 9th and Broadway. It is a beautiful day. It started off bad. If this is not Columbus, Georgia weather, I I did it last week, and it seems like I complain every week because as a an a umpire, you know, sometimes you don't feel like calling that night. For Little League, so you're expecting rain all day. It said it was going to rain last night all day today, and we got no drops. And then by 6 o'clock, it went from 50% at 9 o'clock in the morning when it was going to get to 6 to now about 2%. And I even see the sun now, and it actually looks pretty outside, especially down here. But, Wendell, how are you doing?
0: Doing fantastic. Just can't wait for the next two weeks for the school to be over. Yeah,
1: brother, me and you both. It's just extra stress on, on, on myself. That I do not like, especially when you have a lot going on. How are you doing, Audrey? I'm doing well today. Thank you for being here, as always. She's a new member of the Drop the, the Gloves cast. Um, we needed a, a girl presence, or a woman presence, excuse me, a female voice on the show. And I've been saying that for a while, It's going back to Tip and Thrift Show. But it's hard to find. Uh, as Kimo, my friend Kimo is waving at me. What's up, Kimo? <laughs> And again, we're broadcasting live in the corner of 9th and Broadway. Uh, a lot we're going to be getting into. Georgia spring football game happened this week. Alabama spring football game happened as well. We're going to get into both of those. Uh, talk about Auburn last week in the NBA playoffs. And then Wendell's favorite time of the year. I mean, I'm telling you, he stops everything, doesn't care about school, doesn't care about anything else in life except for every mock draft that comes out. For the NFL draft, especially Colin Cowherd. Colin Cowherd's mock draft. Eight 0. Eight point uh, uh, Let me answer the phone. Uh But go ahead. It's hard for me to answer the phone and talk at the same time. But are you? What do you expect? You know, looking forward to for the NFL draft.
0: I'm mostly just kind of seeing where these running backs are going, especially like Saquon Barkley and Darius Guy, Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb. Obviously, you guys know I'm a a big Georgia fan, but I'm really interested to see what teams do. If uh, Cleveland does take him at number one or take him at number four, or if the Giants end up taking him at number two, uh, Dave Gettleman for the Giants is known to take uh, like Chris, uh, Christian McCaffrey and players like that and take some uh, questionable people higher than they uh, people think they should take them. Uh, but I think uh, really just the running backs and then uh, the quarterbacks obviously will be interesting, but I don't think the quarterbacks are as special as everyone says. But I do think Sam Darnold is probably the, the safest one. But I'm going to go with the wild card with Lamar Jackson. I think he'll be the most successful out of all of these guys.
1: i turn my mic off. Uh, just give a shout-out to the program director, uh, Nia, as always, being great. Was um, that her calling? Yes. It? I need to fix something, and she got me corrected, and I'm glad I fixed it. So thank you for helping me stay on top of my game. Uh, but uh, like you were saying, um, Wendell, everything you just said is the reason I hate the NFL draft. Yep. Um I couldn't stand it last year. It is such a big spectacle event that I can't stand. Uh, I don't care about watching them walk. Um, And and the main thing is it's really not even about the players. I I enjoy it for them. I enjoy – I enjoy uh, they're getting drafted, and this is their moment to make it to the big leagues. What I do not like is the 700 million Mel Kuypers out there that each have a say-so, and everybody's predicting. They have no idea what's going to happen. Todd McShay with his – you no, know, 9.7 mock draft that comes out. He's done 20 of them already. And then he'll do one right after the draft early next year. I, I tell you, these mock drafts, if you are one of those guys, I'm sorry, or girls, that is into the mock drafts, you're getting clowned by me. I'm sorry. That's just how I am. I mean, I, the, it's one thing to look at one just to get a feel for how the draft's going to go, but to look at a new mock draft every day, I don't understand.
0: For like ten weeks straight.
1: You, are you the type that you would pay to go up there when they're in Nashville? Because the NFL draft's going to be in Nashville next year. That's a four-hour driving distance. Any chance you're going to make that well, if drive? If
0: it's in Atlanta, I me and you are definitely going to go for uh, sure. Yeah,
1: for sure. But in, in I'm Nashville, I'm not making
0: the four-hour drive or five-hour drive. Well, that's what I'm asking
1: Nashville. you because you and Rome were talking about how this is a big deal and y'all were couldn't wait to go. This is your. Well, this is
0: what you've always wanted to do: is watch people walk up on stage and watch their
1: dreams come true. I do like that their dreams come true. I don't like Mel Kuyper's. Maybe it's just Mel. He's 75 years old, and I, you know they did Dick Vitale wrong. They basically pushed him to the side. Uh, who else am I thinking about? Chris Berman pushed him to the side. Mel Kuyper needs to be next. If you're going to do that and you're going to overhaul all the old guys, Kuyper's has got to go. Do you know what
0: go. he eats every morning?
1: I don't care. He's, he looks like his breath smells. He eats a slice he looks of like pumpkin pie every morning and he drinks breakfast. And he looks like you drink straight black coffee.
0: He probably does. The fact that he eats pumpkin pie every single morning.
1: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, but, no, I wanted to ask both of y'all, you and Audrey, about this weekend. I don't know if you saw this. There was a hero at Waffle House that stopped a shooter. I don't know. Were there any deaths? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How many deaths were there? Well, I don't know of one. Um, it's a black. Well, what is her? I don't know her name, but it's on. Well, from what I read, it was only one. There was only one, but there was like three or four injured, right? Because yeah. I, I, I know, I remember the injured part, but I don't remember the how many deaths there were. Um, but this guy, uh, there was a nude white man that comes in with an automatic weapon, shoots up Waffle House, um, and the hero was an African American male. I forgot his name. It's been all over the news um but he was a hero that he decided because apparently the gun jammed for the shooter that he made an attempt to save his life like I feel like a lot of people would do but in the moment it's hard to say when because you don't know what you're going to do you may freeze but I feel like everyone has the motive of if you're going to die you go die by fighting and that's what he was trying to do end up throwing the guy out now and this is just in my opinion I feel like in that instance I think just throwing him out, I think you probably, if you could have grabbed the gun and just turned it on him and held him to the cops got there, but I understand he was just trying to get him out of there because of how many people were injured, so I'm not going to criticize him or have, because there is no constructive criticism when it comes to life and death, but this is my thing. I just want the media to portray this man as what he is, evil, okay? Just like he would do if they want to call out someone from Chicago when there's gangbangs all the time or in L.A. And we're talking about there's thugs shooting up the place. Okay, then why can't this guy be a thug as well? The narrative now is because he's nude, he's a nut job. And the nut job can get away with it because he has something chemically wrong with his brain. That should be the same case for anybody else. Especially if they're growing up in a bad environment and this is all they know, gangbanging or whatever, whatever they're going through and they end up shooting someone, I can understand that more than this man showing up new to a Waffle House. I I just want, again, the media to portray this fairly. Stop calling this man a nut job. He is just pure evil. That's all I can say, pure evil. Anything else y'all want to add on to it? No, you beat Any you thoughts? Hit on the head. No, of you are good? Yeah. Okay. Hey, let me ask you this, though. In the moment, would you have hid or, or took a stand like he would? It's hard to say. I mean... Depends how
0: close he was, I guess. Yeah.
1: But, you know. If he's, like, across the restaurant. Four deaths. Jamie Crowder said four deaths. Thank you, Jamie. And you, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and Jamie said you may not love. No, I, I do not disagree. This is a man like Ron Jaworski that I, I put all the money I have on it. He probably watches 12 to 14 hours a day of NFL film or scouting college players coming in. I don't doubt that. But in the end, I have watched 72 hours of this guy on film. We, ESPN has turned their whole mantra into predicating towards younger audience. And I'm sorry, the younger audience does not care about Mel Kiper watching 25 hours of film or Ron Jaworski, which is why Ron Jaworski's not even working for ESPN anymore. Or Trent Dilfer. The nerdy NFL guys, I I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I think the Todd McShay's and the Mel Kipers have gotten old. And I can't stand Peter Schrager. And this a is a hater. No, it's just I cannot stand Schrager. God, such a clown. I'm hating on a lot of people, am I starting mm-hmm. off today? Just a hater. Uh NFL draft, we'll have our mock draft, if you will, uh come up in the second segment. We're gonna do rapid fire, NBA playoffs. But I first wanna start with the Georgia Spring game. Ron is trash. Who's he talking about? Ron Who? Ron Jaworski. Oh yeah, yeah. Ron is trash. Yeah. <laughs> uh but Georgia Spring game. Yes. Watched the entirety of the game. Watched it more more of that game than I did the Auburn game. I probably watched two minutes of the Auburn game and a little bit of the highlights, but you watch the real team play. Here we go. That's I've been waiting on that moment too. Uh no, I watched Georgia play. <sighs> My only outcome of that game, because it's a spring game, so the defense has got a ton of talent. I mean, like, Chip, like Tip said, I'm going to quote him, you're not going to get beat because you were out-talented. you were only going to get beat because you were outplayed or out-coached. That's just a fact because of the way you're re- recruiting. Is that, you agree with that, uh, Wendell? Yes, I agree, yes. Okay. So, throwing that out and seeing the obvious talent that Georgia has, there is one thing that stood out, and it wasn't because it was a spring game. It was all the stuff that, it doesn't matter about the game, which is his body type and how athletic he is, and that's Justin Fields. In my opinion, Justin Fields should be day one starter at the University of Georgia, and this is coming from a guy, too. I am very harsh on Georgia, as I am with Auburn, and last year I was one of the guys that were saying, how, I don't care if Eason was hurt or not, didn't play in the spring game or struggled, he should be your starter over Jake Fromm. So I'm not the type that just gives a freshman the starting job. I watched Justin Fields play. He is the best freshman I have ever seen, ever in my life. And I've only lived for 25 years, and I've been keeping <laughs> up with college football for now probably 12, 13 hard. I'll give you 15. I The best player I have ever seen, that he would be a day-one starter anywhere else other than Georgia, I mean, coming into the door. First time he even sets foot in the door. Yeah, I'm not saying he won't be. People don't have Jake Fromm as their starting quarterback. Which I agree with. But this is, my, this is my whole thing with this before I get your take. Both of y'all's. First, I didn't understand going after Fields when you had Fromm. Because if you believe in Fromm, like you said, he took you to a national title. Why would you bring in a talent like that? That is own. I understand about the depth. That's the same thing tip said, but there are plenty of quarterbacks in last year's recruiting class. You could have went after that more predicated to that pro style offense than the best quarterback dual. I mean, Justin Fields can run any offense. He right now, he would be better off because it's early in his career before he learns how to really be a good pocket passer An Auburn type offense, Oregon type offense. That would be best for him, but he can run any offense. So, The depth part, you could have got a lot of other quarterbacks out there that would have came to Georgia. So I understand the depth, but this is a guy that, again, is only going to bring unsurmountable pressure to Jake Fromm. Pressure that I thought I saw him forcing some balls yesterday just to overcome. And I understand he was going against first-team defense, but just to overcome the wow factor and the buzz that was in that stadium for number one for for the red team. Yeah, red team, yeah. Or black team, I th- they were the black team.
0: From was on the red team, and
1: Fields was the black, black team. On the black black team. team, I meant the black team, Justin Fields. So, th- for Kirby Smart, I mean, this is a perfect situation because you're right, you got two elite quarterbacks. But I hope this doesn't turn into an AM situation where he's going back and forth, teeter totting with who's going to start, who's not going to start all season. That's just a recipe for losing both of them. And if you start Fields and he plays well throughout the season, you're losing From. If you start From. I don't see, and not play Fields at all this year, I don't see how you keep Fields. So this is where it's going to be interesting to me, how this quarterback position plays out, because there's an enrichment of talent in Georgia. But it can all go floating downhill, in which I'm cheering for, because I want him to come to Auburn, Alabama. But give me your thoughts on spring game. Well, first I want to preface it with
0: uh, the Jake Fromm is not going to lose his job with Justin Fields being even with him. The only way Jake Fromm will lose his job to Justin Fields is if Justin Fields is head and shoulders above Jake Fromm. And I do not see that right now. Um, and then getting into the spring game, like you said, he had two terrible throws. One, he overthrew it. And the second interception that he threw uh, to uh, William Brooks, I think that's his name, uh, or William Poole, excuse me, William Poole, uh, that he intercepted. He, it, it was, he sh- The ball shouldn't have been thrown. That was just a bad throw, and that was a bad decision on his part. Um, but I will say, uh, in this game, it's really watered down. Uh, Georgia, on first team, only ran the ball – I think ten or fifteen times uh on offense for the red team for Jake Fromm's team. So that it so pretty much the defensive line was had their uh, ears pinned back the entire time pass rush yep. uh was coming after him pretty much the entire time. Uh and so, and really, what Jake Fromm he's really good at is the play action, and he you really can't do that because they pretty much know what coming knows what uh, what are coming or what is coming, with their check downs and things like that. Right. And they're going to be throwing the ball. And like Kirby Smart said at the end of the game, we're not here to run the ball in the spring game. We're going to throw the ball around. You and aired see. way more out, and you have done that the past two spring
1: or three spring games yes. under Kirby Smart. And
0: I will say for Justin Fields, he looked good, but I don't think he didn't wow me or anything. He had a couple of he had, I think he had six sacks, uh, two that he probably could have gotten away from. Uh, and then another two that he kind of just sat there and didn't throw the ball when he probably should have gotten rid of it or made a play. Uh, and that's just a freshman mistake. But I don't, I just don't think that Jake Fromm will lose his job to Justin Fields. Who I think is a great player, and I think if they bring him in on goal line situations and people have to prepare for that, uh, I think he'll be a really uh, an amazing threat for Georgia, especially in the red zone. Uh, but I think Jake Fromm is the quarterback to stay and uh, I think Georgia might try and push out Jake Fromm in a couple of years to go him to leave a year early so Justin Fields can play, and I don't know if Justin Fields wants to redshirt, uh, but I think it's Jake Fromm's job to lose, and like last year, uh, Jake Fromm, he, uh, was, he, he came out in the spring game, and he looked amazing. And it was against the second- and third-team defense, but he looked amazing, and Eason didn't look that great. He looked, he looked average, to be honest with you, and Fromm looked like the better quarterback, but guess who was the starting quarterback day one and who was the guy all throughout spring, all throughout summer, and all throughout fall? It was Jacob Eason, yep. and, it only, and it took an injury for Fromm to get his chance. And that could happen for Fields. And, I mean, and, and also I've said this earlier in shows, um, I I don't think Kirby Smart wants to deal with another freshman, and neither does Jim Chaney. Um, even though Jim Cheney's not dealing with quarterbacks anymore, he's doing the offense pretty much, and yeah. I think James Coley is now the quarterback's coach. He is. Um, so I, I just think they'd rather have a guy with experience and what – and and you don't know those intangible things that uh, Fields has, like Fromm's experience in the national championship game and carrying his
1: team and things like that. Okay, two things I want to correct you on. I don't feel like he carried the team last year, and and this is just That's me. That's fine. And this is just me. Fromm did an excellent job, by far one of the best freshman season you have ever seen from a freshman. But I think a lot of had that do, and I give him the credit, and hats off to Jim Cheney and the preparation that he had throughout the entire season. And we do talk a, we talk a lot about a lot smack about Jim Cheney. And we do, and I gave him credit for last year. His play calling was one of the main reasons you made it to the national championship game, especially against Oklahoma when you give up all those points. Jim Cheney's play calling, uh, I mean, I don't, And Oklahoma didn't I want to take the running backs. I, did, you know, I say <laughs> that, but then again, you just ran for 700 yards on them. But, the ball off. Yeah, yeah, but again, look at the running backs they had. In my opinion, Fields could have done that and maybe even more. With that type of offense last year, so again, it's just hard for me to take into account. I, I get from got to start last year, but he had a lot of things handed to them that I, I'm willing to bet. That's if you a put a lot season. of ta- a lot of talented freshmen in that same position, because 2016 you were not a good football team. You weren't. You wouldn't even admit that average, against Newt Nichols, Nichols State. You look trash. Destroyed okay? by Ole Miss. Destroyed by Ole Miss. If Easton starts, and that's his freshman year with this team, this defense this preparation and coaching step, how would he do? So that's why I take into account he had a lot of things go around great for him, but his pocket awareness and his ability to be calm in big-time moments is something you can't coach, which is why he's so great and why I say Jake Fromm is elite. But again, i just never seen something like Fields before in my life. I mean, that's Cam Newton, okay? And, And we all thought, why the heck was Cam Newton sitting two games behind the greatest college quarterback of all time, Tim Tebow. And that's probably the only quarterback that what Cam Newton would sit behind. Because I don't know anywhere else he wouldn't have started. Yeah. I, I feel like the same thing with Fields, but who knows how From From could end up throwing forty touchdowns this year because your offense is going to ask for it. Um, but your offensive line is I mean, they're unbelievably Like I see, they are. they
0: didn't have the run game and the big at part all. of his game is play action.
1: Yep, play you're you're exactly right. So. Anything you want to add about the Georgia Spring game? Okay.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I watched every play and I watched it twice. So.
1: Yeah, I, I watch highlights. <laughs> From does have the leadership factor, but again, we're going to see how this plays out because in the end, this would be great for Georgia is that you use fields like Tim Tebow was used his freshman year and you make Leak, I mean, Chris, Jake Fromm, Chris Leak, which both of them are going to put up stats and you're getting to play Jake Fromm a lot in the games. And if that's the case, I can see Jake Fromm wanting to do that, but like you said, I don't see him wanting to do that for three years, which is why, if you're from, which I've seen mock drafts it, yes. him being number one overall pick, so we'll see. But again, I just I, I can't wait to see how this plays out.
0: And I'm not trying to say like you're a salty, like it is kind of hard to watch, like when you could have had a guy like this, like other teams, and you have to see him yes, like especially see when you run an offense that, that, that is you know him,
1: yeah. that you know a six foot four, two hundred and fifty pound, two hundred twenty five pound, four runs a four 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 five athlete. At the quarterback position and has, arm. and has a rocket arm. Yeah, Malzahn would be salivating. He did stuff with Nick Marshall. Just think what he would do if he had uh, Justin Fields. Moving on from the Georgia spring game, uh, one more thing I do want to add. was impressed by your offensive line. It, it's obvious they're going to be one of the best in, in the nation next year. Um, I want to see, though, who's going to be that leader at the running back position. You're going to be running back by committee like LSU was. during. Remember in 2011 yep. when they had McGee, um, Jeremy Hill, uh, Alfred Blue, are y'all gonna have that one guy step up? That's gonna be the main one. Um, I'm, I can't wait to see. There's a lot of positions that are gonna be played out because Tyson Campbell isn't even in the at Georgia yet. And Tip's saying, and so is your your board that he could be your start cornerback. Oh no, if he's in the, if
0: he's in the national championship game this past year. And if he if he knew three plays in the play, but we would have won the national championship game instead so, of Malcolm Parrish being in the and game. And
1: Richard the uh, Richard LeCount, the third, had a good spring a game. Your defense game. is going to be loaded. What the problem is, is the, the leadership of the linebacker position. That and I think a step up from the receiver, those are the two question marks I have because everything else you're you're too deep at is, is Jeremiah Holloman gonna step up and be that number one guy that you need him to be? Matt He's Landers, a possession receiver. Time. Landers as well. And then who's going to step up at the linebacker position for Roquan Smith and uh, – Natrez is still – Not Natrez, the other one.
0: Oh, Lorenzo and Lever- David. Yeah, yeah. But DeAndre yeah. Walker, Davin who had, had a few sacks, he took over for Dav- uh,
1: David Bellamy uh, kind of later last year.
0: Uh, uh, so
1: Thank you, Corey, for checking in. I don't know if ATL Live, which is anybody around this area that wants to play college basketball, you need to check in with Corey Black. He has all the type of exposure camps. It has over 100, 150 different colleges that are going to be there. All it costs is $75, and you get the exposure that you wouldn't get anywhere else, to be honest. I mean, that even includes playing for your high school coach. This is why I said he's not doing this for the money. He's doing this for the kids. So check him out. Go to uh, cbhoops.com. Again, cbhoops.com if you're looking hey, to get a college scholarship.
0: Spend, spend $75 right now, and can get paid $100,000 in two years. I'm
1: Yeah, like you said. <laughs> $75 investment for a $30,000 reward, which could be $30,000 in scholarship money. So
0: Dodge Charger from Nick Saban's dealership.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, moving on from Georgia Spring Game, uh, and we got four minutes left. I'm looking at that clock saying 530. I'm like, whoa, we went over. Six minutes. We got yeah. six minutes. Yeah, yeah. we're good. Uh, Bama Spring Game. <clears throat> toy didn't play. Hashtag free. <laughs> and is it just me? But I'm going back since Nick Saban started. Every spring game has been boring, bottled up, simple, and really nothing to expect. But if you know, I'm gonna go out there and see my boys, the Bama boys, let's go out, learn the Addy titles, gotta see y'all. I gotta go out there, and cheer out, support, saving. I couldn't pay five dollars to watch that crap on the field. And, and, it's not, you and it's not that they're not well coached, it's that he's they're not giving any effort to try to show any type of ability. They're keeping it as simple as possible. They don't want a lot of injuries. I, I don't ever expect anything out of any Bama because their defense is always 600 times fold in front of their offense. So the, it's going to be boring. It's going to be boring play calling. That's why I didn't watch it. Did you see what Nick Saban said to Jalen
0: Hurts? No. He, he pulled him over this So the Mikes called him or something like that, and he said something along the lines that this is your second or third year, and I know the third-string quarterback can move the ball down the field more than you can or something like that. So.
1: Hey, tell your daddy to stop coming out saying he'd be the best free agent in the history of free agents in college football. Cam
0: Newton has something to say
1: about (laughs) that. Yeah, he'll never be Cam Newton. So, Jalen, please calm down because I don't know if you remember or his dad remembers. I don't know where his dad's getting this confidence. I'm not saying he's not a good football player. He could run Lane Kippen's offense and be great. But you can't even throw a screen pass. You couldn't throw a five and out, and you couldn't throw it to a wide open guy in the national championship game. In the corner. You just lob it in the corner. I mean, you just had to lob it up. You overthrew him by 20 yards. Tell was going to be the starter day one, and Nick Saban's is going to play out this QB competition all the way to August, so he can't transfer until after the year. Also, I think you
0: stereotyped Alabama fans the way you were talking, how you talked, like how they talk.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize to any Bama fans that took offense to, uh, me calling out your fan base because if you want to go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, I'm willing to bet you're going to hear a lot of that, brother. <laughs> you're going to hear a lot of Roll Tide. That's it. Anything and everything. Um, Anything you want to add about Alabama spring game?
0: Just boring. It's vanilla. That's all it is. Did you watch it? I watched a little bit of it. I just wanted to see what Jalen Hurts would do. And I knew their defense. Like people always say, they don't rebuild, they reload. Uh, I mean, they just look great like always. But it's vanilla, like I said. It's kind of boring to watch.
1: And honestly, Jalen Hurts, this was his moment, especially with Toa not playing, to put a statement. And his statement was an interception 138 yards. Yeah, and yeah. then ran basic. the ball a couple of times. Look basic. Yeah. yeah. Which is why, again, you're not beating Toa. You're not beating the next coming of Russell Wilson. Yep. It's not happening, brother. Uh, when we come back from break, let me... When we come back from break, we are going to do rapid fire. We're also going to talk NBA playoffs. NBA playoffs. Uh, we're going to go into Wendell's mock draft. I'm telling you guys, he loses sleep thinking about giving his mock draft. Be ready for that and more here on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. This is Drop the Gloves. You can call in at 706 706- or we are on Facebook Live. You can leave a comment below. That's obviously honestly, that is the best way to get in contact with us. But again, call in at 706- 507-8617 and immediately following the show go to SoundCloud and type in 88.5 FM WCUG Cougar Radio and click on the Drop the uh, Drop the Gloves tab. Listen to today's show. Give us a comment on there. Like it. Subscribe to the WCUG page and do the same thing on iTunes. We'll be right back. You're on 88.5 WCUG, Google Radio. And Welcome back to the program here on 88.5 W C U D Cougar Radio. We were just talking about off air. Apparently there's this is guy named Ninja, Tyler Blevins. Uh, who is an elite Fortnite player. Probably the best in the world in my opinion. Skilled. Was so skilled. He gets paid close to $600,000 a month for playing a video game. That's the last What two a months glorious so far. time to live, guys. We don't even pay our teachers that kind of money. My mom gets one fifth of that, and she is a basically a principal of a elementary school, but this man plays a video game.
0: Quickly, how much
1: his top donation? Video game.
0: Month, Top donation this month. Guess how much it was. How much? Just take real quick guess. Four million. Oh God, no! About thirty five hundred dollars though. Someone donated to him.
1: Why do they donate to him?
0: I don't know. Ask him a question. You can send a message with it too. <laughs>
1: This is why I don't play Fortnite right here because i it's not that I wouldn't enjoy the game. It's that I cannot get along with that. I want to be opposite of that. And it's nothing against the Fortnite players. But, again, what I am seeing, and I'm, I'm doing a lot with the youth, I'm umpiring Little League games, so I'm always out there with the kids. I coach a tribal basketball team. And with something I'm getting going, an after-school program with elementary school kids, I'm with the youth a lot, probably five out of the, or six out of the seven days of the week. And, brother, we need more money like that going towards schools and resources for these kids to give them the best way for sports athletically because we are way behind when it comes to Atlanta and other big cities the way we are with sports down here in the youth. Second, education. It's not even close where's how far we are behind with other countries, but we do pride ourselves in Fortnite ability. Well, you can. It's unreal, window, and I'm not trying to hate on it. I'm no, no no, not. no,
0: no. I said you can blame Jeff Bezos or Bezos from Amazon for buying Twitch. And if you have Twitch, Amazon Prime, you can hook up your Twitch account, get Twitch Prime, and you get a free sub every month. And then the uh, guy that you subscribe to gets that money, mm. and it's free every month. So just for that, he gets this is free
1: money. And this is what, but this is the way the world's going to. So I can't really blame Jeff, cause he's just making a business decision. Richest man in the world now. But Jeff doesn't need that type of money when it comes to education, again, for the youth. I don't even know why. I, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. Hey, he started off selling books. It's, it really is. It's mind-boggling to me to think this kid's making this much money. He's 26. This kid's making this <laughs> much money playing Fortnite. He was a professional Halo player at one time. And there we go. All right, we're going to move on before I get a little upset because it's really mind-boggling this man's making that much money. For playing a video game, I, I mean I don't I don't blame him, and it's not really just the video game. I understand it's from the the live streaming and the subscribing. But I do similar things when it comes to sports, and I would gladly make I would take six hundred thousand dollars if I could do a sports show and people would subscribe to me, and that maybe thirty five hundred dollars to ask me a question. That sounds like something Stephen A. Smith would also do. the
0: donations are tax free because they're considered gifts. So just to make even. No, that, <laughs> okay,
1: I will never play Fortnite again. And from now on, on the Tip and Thrift Show and Drop the Gloves, I am going to be my anti-Fortnite, anti-gamer getting paid that type of money. You're you Yes, I am going off. Because there are so many other people that are underpaid, that do more important stuff and necessary stuff for our society to grow and move than playing a video game like Fortnite. Moving on to... NBA playoffs, but I do want to do a quick thought real quick. Or Stephen A. Smith unmitigated gall. I'll do that. My Stephen A. Smith unmitigated gall goes to Kevin Durant and LeBron James. Because of both of you, you have now given this impression to the youth that when things don't go your way, you quit and you leave. That's it. You cry for someone to help you and you You don't work through it, you don't become stronger by it, you just quit. And LeBron James and Kevin Durant started that mantra. Over the weekend, Giannis put out a tweet that, or made a quote, that he wanted to be a Milwaukee Buck for his entire life. Kevin Durant, because he wanted to be like Kobe and Michael and play for one team for his entire career, or Magic Johnson. Kevin Durant said, be you, don't settle, be happy. What that means is if things are going hard and you're not happy, just like in everything in life, just get up and leave and quit and go somewhere else. Well, Kevin Durant, sorry, most kids don't have the privilege you do to pick and choose where they want to go, and most athletes don't either. And I understand the ones that do, I want you to have the power. But this is abuse to power because what it's doing is sending a bad message to our youth that, again, when things are not going your way, or how you like it, you get up and leave. And I don't have a problem with Kevin Durant going to Golden State. I didn't have a problem with LeBron James going to Miami. But watching them in games, Kevin Durant against OKC game six, it's obvious, or game seven, it's obvious he didn't want to be out there, and he was obvious he was ready to quit and move on. Same thing with LeBron James now in this this series with the Pacers. It looks like he's ready to quit. He's not getting back on defense, and it's obvious he's not coming back to Cleveland next year. That mantra... I don't mind you moving on, but you finish. You finish 100%. You don't quit, and you're sending a bad message to our youth. So the unmitigated goal of the week goes to LeBron James and Kevin Durant. Anything else you want to add? Hit it on the head. You got it. Audrey. All right, we're going to NBA playoffs. since I'm talking about, the NBA playoffs. And the first thing I do want to say is anybody that's saying this is the best first round they've ever seen, baloney, I don't want to hear that. Like Tip said, me and him were talking off air. I mean, I've enjoyed watching the playoffs, but it's not as interesting as I want it to be. You're telling me you enjoy watching Bucks Celtics, without Gordon Hayward and Kyrie? You want to see Terry Rozier and Marcus Smart starting? Now, for basketball aficionados, I don't mind watching Markeith Morris. He's an elite player. He's putting up 20 points a game. I don't mind watching Terry Rozier. But for people that are not big basketball experts, you want to see the stars play. So give me – I don't want to hear that baloney. To
0: Greg Monroe.
1: Yes. I, I don't care about seeing the 2-2 two, two series of Bucks Celtics when the Celtics don't even have their full team and it's obvious they're not going to win a championship. I don't like watching the Raptors, and I never have, and I don't it's mind them boring. getting beat. They are the most boring team of the NBA. Their stars are boring. Not saying they're not good players. They're boring. I'd rather watch Wizards Cavs or Wizards Pacers than Raptors. And anybody that says Raptors Rockets in the, in the NBA title, you almost made me. I almost puked right there, thinking about that. I want to get sick to my stomach. Raptors, Rockets? Raptors, Rockets. That may be the worst NBA Finals going back to when Drew Gooden, Sasha Pavlovich were starting for the Cavs against the Spurs. Uh, that was the worst watch. No one watched it in it's NBA Finals. Uh, but let's go by series by series. Throw out the bucks. I think the Celtics are going to win that series. But, Bye-bye again, Portland. I don't care. Pelicans, elite team that is going to give the Warriors without Stephen Curry a and run Spurs for their money. Back. Spurs coming back. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I want to get your thought first because you are a LeBron lover. 2-2. And it takes every bit of his ability and skill for it to be 2-2 instead of 4 right now. Because the two games that that he won, the Pacers just played terrible. And his team didn't play that great outside of one or two players. JR, the first time when they won, and then this time Jordan Clarkson. How do you see this series playing out? And there's no way you can think this Cleveland team has a chance to not only win the finals, maybe even make the finals. Uh,
0: in a way, I think they might have a way to get in just because who the, if they do get through Indiana, and they do play Toronto, Cleveland, or LeBron—I should say—owns Toronto. But th- this series right here, I just think LeBron is somehow just going to magically pull them through. Just they can't play defense too. at all. Jose Calderon's their starting point guard. J.R. Smith is on and off. Jordan Clark—Jordan Clarkson's on and off. Larry Nance Jr. has no idea what he's <laughs> doing out there. They don't even play Tristan Thompson. Uh, I, there's really no excuse other than. Uh, Really, just LeBron, you have to play well. And, and if they don't, everything's going to get blamed on you anyway, like it always does. But uh, I, I just think it'll go about two more. I think Cleveland wins the next two games. Uh, I think LeBron's going to put them on his back, and it's going to have to be one of those 2007 Cleveland Cavaliers moments. Or yeah, but the problem is the
1: Eastern Conference so, is better than it was 10 years yes, ago. Yes,
0: I, I totally agree. And I think if they do get through Indiana, I think they can get through Toronto because LeBron owns Toronto. And, uh, and then I, Philly – Philly Cleveland, I mean, it could be anybody, honestly. I, I, don't, I, I don't know who's going to win the East. I think three teams can win the East, but uh, it's just right now there's no likes teams that really stand out other than maybe Philadelphia in the East right now.
1: Audrey? How do you, you see LeBron winning the series, you see the Pacers? <coughs> well, it just depends, it just depends on how LeBron want to come to play. If he don't want to play, no, they're going to lose. <laughs> but if he does – If he show up, yeah. It's
0: kind of like if he just wants to be on the team or not, or if he just wants yeah. to get it, like he did like two thousand ten, like he didn't, like he was just throwing the ball as hard as he could at people, not like throwing it, but like passing it as hard as he could. You know, when you get mad at somebody in a pickup game, and you just talk like Thrift does when he can't make a three, which is pretty much every time he plays. You him, know but. what?
1: I, I'm glad <laughs> you said that. I am so glad you said that because yesterday I am playing pickup basketball, and I know I'm going off, uh, off rail. But we're playing pickup basketball at this church. You're attempting to play. There's no attempt. Nobody nobody wants to pick up the riff. This is just me, and I am proudly say it. I feel like I'm the best white dude in Columbus. (laughs) 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 All right. That's just confident. Your boy over here is looking around. No, because he knows, too. He does. Well, the thing is, to be honest with you, when you go to the gym, there's not a lot of, and this is just being real, there's not a lot of Caucasian guys playing basketball in the rec centers. There's not. There's a a, a level of comfortability you have to have that I do that I don't mind going to the gym, and it doesn't matter to me what color. I I just like playing ball, whereas some of the other factors, which is the reason why there may not be a lot of Caucasians at the rec centers, which I'm not trying to get into, but that factor alone, because I'm willing to accept the fact and play with the best, and not saying that I am great is not what I'm saying. It's saying that I'm willing to accept my role and I'm comfortable when I go out there, which some other people may not be.
0: You've never played a hardcore game in a driveway, then?
1: Brother, <laughs> outside courts is how I even got to be decent. <laughs> double rims? Uh, double rims. That's how I got my shot to be on. If you can hit on them double rims, especially, I mean, I can go back to Double Church's Park, Lake Bottom. Pop Austin, that's right up the street, Lake Bottom. If you can hit at those parts, yeah, your jump shot's pretty good. Um, but I was, we we're playing basketball, and you were talking about trash. I mean, trash talking. I like to motivate myself when I'm going. So I will, you know, chirp a little bit. I may disagree with the call because you just call your own fouls. Um, So sometimes I can get a little, not heated, but just in-the-moment type stuff to get me motivated. You know, I'll I'll chirp back. Well, again, at this particular hoop session, it's a bunch of guys that don't really – play that type of basketball, which is what I call real basketball. They like playing everything's, you know, touchy-feely. It's all in good fun. I'm competitive. I'm going to play a sport. You're going to have me up there. I'm trying to you win. win. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I got the mama mentality. I'm trying to wring your neck and win and embarrass you. That's just how I've always been. So when people don't accept that, and you were talking about trash talking, I just started trash talking, and then a guy told me, we are not we don't do that here. I was like, y'all, y'all don't trash talk here? He's like, no, so you need to calm down. I'm just going to wait for you to calm down. I was like, I haven't even said anything. I was just disagreeing with a call. I I didn't cuss. I wasn't yelling. I was really just talking to to one of my friends who was playing. I was playing against. That's what we do. That's what friends do when they play against each other. And he was, yeah, he was telling me to calm down. Well, again, this—that's how I play. And I also told him that as a 25-year-old grown man, I don't need to be told to calm down (laughs) at a basketball game because I'm not about to fight in a pickup game. That is immature. Uh, but I just wanna say that I just there's a level of and if you come play with me, I can't wait till Wendell come plays because I wanna see if Wendell's one of those that is he laid back and reserved. Because if you are competitive when you play ball basketball, you were the same way you play football, you were the same way when you play uh baseball. You're the same way in everything. So I'm gonna dictate and see if right. Wendell is a trash talker that has got that dog in him when it comes out, or is he the type that windles up and oh not Wendell's up that uh, what what's the word I'm trying to look for? Cuddles up. Yeah, cuddles up. Yeah, that's
0: okay. I'll bring you an extra ankle brace when I come
1: play. Wow, <laughs> he's saying he's gonna cross me up. There's the trash talking. I'm not right saying there.
0: I know what I'm gonna
1: do. <laughs> wow, <laughs> in the it. I love it, baby. I do. All right, back on topic. NBA playoffs. Uh, Philadelphia is going to beat the Heat, I think tonight, um, and they're gonna go on. So let's look at second round matchups because first round matchups. I think are pretty much... Rockets, I think, are going to beat the Timberwolves tonight. I think they're going to win that series. Yeah. Do y'all agree? Rockets yeah. going to win yeah. that. Do y'all agree that Philadelphia is going to beat the Heat? Uh, the only close one I think is up for grabs is Toronto and Washington and um, Cleveland, think, Indiana. Yeah. Because I think Boston's going to win. I mean, Boston, Milwaukee's up for grabs too, but I just think Boston's no going to win that.
0: About that series. Nobody
1: cares about it anyway. Second round. My question to you in the Western Conference, is it The Warriors to lose, or is this the year the Rockets are going to take over? Because the Rockets have not had a complete game. Mike D'Antoni says since March, when they clinched the first number one seed, and definitely not in any of the three games they played against the uh, Timberwolves, even though they got a 2-1 series lead. How do you see the Western Conference playing out now you've seen about, you know, halfway through the first round? Uh,
0: Honestly, I don't know if Steph Curry gets healthier, if he can stay healthy through the playoffs. I think it's the Rockets' year to lose, but also uh, I'm actually kind of worried about New Orleans right now, and The way, uh, especially if Rondo, the way he talks with his fourth gear, and there's a fifth gear if he gets to the finals, he plays in gears. Uh, but I think the way they play him and Anthony Davis and the way Drew Holiday plays defense, uh, I think they can keep it a low-scoring game, and I don't know if anybody ever could stop Anthony Davis right now. So I think that'll be an interesting matchup, but I think Golden State will get by them, uh, and especially if Steph Curry comes back for that second round, which he'll probably have to. But I think it's Houston's year uh, to lose right now just because of the way they're uh, they're playing right now. They're shooting over 40% from three yep. right now in the playoffs. Uh, and like I said, if Steph Curry's not healthy and if he's not 100%, if he gets to 95, and maybe 90, a 90, 95, 100%, uh, I think Golden State will probably end up winning the finals. But I'm going to go with Houston just because of Steph Curry. And I don't know about his injury right now. I want, I want
1: Houston. <laughs> you want, I want Houston to- as well? My thing is... Fully healthy, no one's beating the Warriors. But I don't think you can put out the fact that if the Pelicans do play a a Warrior, a Steph and Curry-less Warriors, that they couldn't beat them the way they're playing. Drew Holiday is right now an elite superstar in the game, the way he's playing. I think the best player in the game right now is Anthony Davis. Rondo's obviously having back to Rondo days. He had three 15 assists or more games. He's only 31. I know he's not even old. I know he's not. He's only 31 years old and he's an elite veteran. They got played great defense, each one more. The role players know their role. I think this Pelican teams could make and some they're noise. They're
0: shooting like 38% or more from three right now. So. They're my
1: dark horse, but I obviously agree with both of y'all. I think it's Rockets, Warriors, and I do think this this is a year the Rockets actually make it. I do think that the run of Warriors, Cavs is over, and I think it may be Rockets, 76ers, which would be an entertaining series. Now, I understand for. If you're Adam Silver, you want LeBron James in the NBA Finals. Oh, for sure, yeah. Because that is the ticket and the money grab, not the Raptors, the Celtics. I feel like the 76ers, though, could be. 76ers a- is the only one. Yeah, It's the only like exception. It's the only exception, the yeah. People. And yeah. maybe the Wizards, if they're an eight seed, but even them. John Wall throwing up his gang signs. Yeah. <laughs> he looked, what's wrong with you?
0: What's the hate? John Wall. Hold up. Let me hear this. He shoots like 28% every time he plays in the playoffs. 28% average.
1: And he's tie,
0: serious tied 2-2. Two, two. Any yeah, chance they beat the Raptors or no, no? They didn't. I don't think so. I think Toronto having two games. Are wrong, you about to tell me Raptors are what making them the finals? No. Uh, no, I hope. God, I hope not. But I think if they do, if they <laughs> make it and they have to play Cleveland, I think Cleveland will definitely beat them. And, I mean, if the, the – um, Wizards have to go back to Toronto. I mean,
1: Drake's just going to call Kelly Oubre a bum again. And if he does that again, I I think the oh, league and everyone else should get permission to Kelly Oubre to punch Drake in the face. you not like Drake? No, I don't think it's appropriate for him to call a guy that's in the league putting up 10 points a game a bum. When if, What are we comparing? Kelly are Oubre said bu- he has no swag. He's saying you're a bum in your craft and I'm not a bum in my craft. He says he has no swag. That's what Kelly Oubre said about Drake. I mean, he is a cornball. I mean, do we not agree that this guy cheers for every best team? Kentucky, Who he likes in, in football, Bama, USC, whoever's winning. That's always been the thing about Drake. Whoever's winning, that's who he's cheering for. Nova. He, he's yeah, he's a cornball. He's a cornball. That's what everyone's thinking. He
0: swag. Kelly said it.
1: You wish you were. I wish I was Drake. Drake is cool. You wish you were Drake back from the Degrassi days, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> when, he got, when he got shot? Yeah. We've we,
0: been we
1: huh? <laughs> mock draft time. we got eight minutes left, and it's time for my favorite segment of the year. It is time for our Drop the Gloves Mock Draft Wendell 1.93. No, 1.13. 10.93. No, 1.13 Mock Draft Wendell. Let's hear it. Number one overall pick. Is Cleveland trading it? Do they have it? You're on the clock. Go. Sam Darwin.
0: Sorry, I didn't know you were gonna do the bell. But Sam Darnold, though, for sure. Just uh, he looks like the most complete quarterback, I would say, other than maybe Josh Allen, who has the highest ce- ceiling but also has the lowest floor. Just
1: go ahead and say Josh Allen, so you can look like it's not back. Josh Allen,
0: but it's, it's Sam Darnold yes. for sure, just because of arm talent uh, and the way he carries himself, and the experience, and the moxie he carries with himself. Uh, number two, uh, just the safe pick for the Giants. <laughs> Uh, two. I'm going to go with Bradley Chubb. It's going to be a safe pick for their defense. Dave so Gettleman, they're not going quarterback. Dave Gettleman, no, I don't think so. If anything, I think they will trade the pick, and they will trade back to about the nine spot and go after, uh, I forgot the guy's name, Notre Dame, guard, boring, yeah. boring pick. Uh, but I'll say Bradley <laughs> Chubb uh, for number two just because it's a safe pick. And uh, you can't really go wrong. They'll build, build their defense, have two pass rushers with uh, Olivier Vernon and, and Bradley Chubb. And that way Dave Gettleman cannot get screwed again by saying he drafted Christian McCaffrey and guys like that. Uh, number three for the New York Jets, uh, Josh Rosen. Uh, I just think the way if they can get over the fact of how he, intelligent he thinks he is, or why he always asks all these questions and things like that. Uh, he
1: has the arm talent, and respect
0: on my Is he
1: your number one pick? I ain't got no Put some respect on Josh Rosen's name. Is he your number one pick? On <laughs> number one pick? <laughs> I've taken him over Sam Donald. This is just me, but go ahead. Just uh, I'll just
0: it. I'll just say, just beca- I think he has a good arm talent. He's a very smart <laughs> kid. Uh, but whatever, what were you going to say? That's all I had to say about Josh Rosen.
1: No, go ahead. Next one. Uh, I'm going to say Quan Barkley. I'm just going to think. That no, okay, gonna... now I definitely need to play this. Hold on.
0: He's the number one
1: overall pick. No, he's not. He's the number one you overall pick. You can't take
0: him number
1: one. Sorry, I can't. like Josh Rosen over Darnold, but the number one overall pick, in my opinion, is Saquon Barkley, and you Disrespected him by saying Rosen, by saying Donald, Donald, Darnold. I know Donald as an R. Donald, him, Donald, and Bradley Chubb. Disrespectful. If Go you ahead. can
0: get a guy like that, like Saquon Barkley, or if they wait, they might not even draft Saquon Barkley. They can try and get Sony Michelle late in the first round. Yeah. Uh, but I think Saquon Barkley that will solidify their offense. They'll actually have something to build on because the, honestly, their defense. So you like Darnold
1: and Barkley going to Cleveland and rejuvenize that? This franchise. is what
0: I think is going to happen. I don't. What I want to, or what should happen is they should take Bradley Chubb at four, and then the Colts should probably try and get Saquon. They got Barkley. Garrett already. Yes, and they should have two pass rushers, that and they solidify their defense. And then you could find a running back like Sony Michelle towards yeah. the end of the first round, and then your boy. Arizona, who is in love with him at quarterback, they're gonna dra- they're gonna trade up from D- to Denver and take Baker Mayfield. They love him, their GM loves him, and they love, and he's kind of near the area, around from that area, uh, kind of in Oklahoma in that area, uh, and I think he's the perfect fit there for their offense. Okay,
1: who's drafting him?
0: Arizona, because they're gonna trade up from uh, really, Denver.
1: Who now? Who who who's getting drafted now? I not. This is respect on Arizona Cardinals' name. They're not taking Baker Mayfield, all right? I think they're going to take Rosen. I don't think Rosen's going to get drafted. I think he's going to fall. I think Barkley's going one, okay? At number two, Chubb. Three, Darnold. Four is going to be Lamar Jackson. I feel like Cleveland Hugh Hugh Jackson's going to take I Lamar. Think- and then five is going to be Arizona, and they're going to take Sam Darnold. And May- Baker Mayfield's going to be later on. See, I think Lamar will fall. We're getting into Late rounds here. I think he'll fall to Baltimore
0: or the secession plan to Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. What's
1: your secession plan for Matt Ryan? We don't have. We don't have a We don't need one. We don't need. We're not talking about let's that. Go, right no, now. Let's see. Let's go number six. See if we can get to Tim before we got to go. Who
0: has the the Indianapolis Colts? Uh, it's a good question. Uh, I would probably say an offensive lineman, other maybe the guy from Notre Dame. They got to um, go offensive line or defensive line. They yeah, got to get for big, sure. right? And they might go Roquan Smith at number six. I don't. I, I truly do not understand this not being a bias. I think Roquan Smith is a top-five player in this draft. It's just so quarterback-heavy no, this year.
1: It's not even close. I, I don't even say top-five. I say top-two. We're going by talent. is Saquon, then Roquan. And the fact that Roquan might fall to the San Francisco 49ers. is scary because with Ruben.
0: Well, Ruben Foster might be in trouble now, so they might lose Ruben. But if they can gain Roquan Smith, that is insane to me, especially with them getting Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: Let me get one more.
0: I, I don't even know who's at number seven, to be honest with you. Oh. I knew the first six.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you knew I'm number sorry. seven. No, no it's sorry. okay. You, I thought you were come prepared, but Let's, that's just me expecting a lot. You're all right. Seven's Tampa Bay. Okay, and that, okay. give me Tampa Bay. And that would probably be Minka
0: Fitzpatrick, other, other than that because they need defensive back help right now.
1: Who now? Are you going get, to get rid of Jameis now? <laughs> Put some respect on the name of Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick. That's what I said. He is not as good as you're making him out to be, so respect him and don't give him the overall evaluation of being a top 10 pick when he's really a top 15, in my Ooh. opinion. And if you give him a top 15 pick, that means his overall um, – not evaluation. What am I looking for? Grade. No, not grade. His expectation coming into next year will not be as high if he is a top 8 pick. So, again, I'm going to play this one more time. You were disrespectful to who? Really, y'all. <laughs> Minka Fitzpatrick, Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, and Arizona, and and one more time because you'd even have him in your top seven, Lamar uh, Jackson. I'm Jackson. I'm Unbelievable. He's gonna go to the Patriots. I'm telling you, this disrespectful, Patriots, bro. I'm so glad they have this respect thing from uh, Birdman. I'm gonna outplay this so I'm hard now. Every time you're disrespectful, <laughs> if I hear a Cam new remark, boom, it's coming out. Kobe remark. Uh, please, I'm ready right now to click it. Now we have two minutes left. Um Quentin Nelson, by the way, is the guy, is the offensive lineman, the boring guy. If you're Cleveland, there's no way you can mess this up, right? Right. Two first-round picks in the top four. You can Take trade the out. highest ceiling guys, you, highest floor guys Please. that you possibly can. I honestly feel bad for the Browns fan base. I want Cleveland to do well. I don't I don't care about them being trash. I don't want them being 1-15, 0-16. I eventually want to see a bad team become good. I like seeing those type of projects like Jacksonville, like Tennessee – like the St. Louis, I mean the LA Rams. I like seeing those type of projects. So hopefully Hugh Jackson, who is a great coach, can get a better rap. And then go like six and ten, seven and nine if they get the right quarterback and able to get Saquon, or get Bradley Chubb and able to get Saquon and you believe in uh who they have at their quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. I don't care. Just that's, win. That's what I don't if they could get
0: Bradley Chubb and uh and Saquon Barkley in the first four round or the first four picks. And then you trade your 32nd overall pick up, and you get Lamar Jackson, and that's your team right there. That's your, that's your Lamar Jackson right in the second round, 32nd pick, be first round. Yeah, because the oh. they have the 32nd. Dang, they have three first round picks. Yes, you get Lamar second. Jackson, Bradley Chubb, and, that's if and if they trade Saquon
1: up. Barkley. That's
0: if they trade up, and they have all the picks. And they have like 15
1: picks or something insane. So If you're able to get that, that is a team you can build around with what, all the talent you still have there. Josh Gordon coming back. Hopefully can make a name for himself. Hugh Jackson finally has talent to win with. Cleveland, you may be looking at a six-win season, which in your eyes is great. That's sad. That's how bad you are. Uh, but thank you all for listening, as always, here on Drop the Gloves. Thank you, Audrey. Thank you, Wendell I hope You have a great and wonderful week. We'll be back next week, as always. Same time, same place, 88.5 WCUG, Cougar Radio. Thank you all for listening.